I was the wizard behind the curtain. You got it. Before we even thought about building a product, we wanted, wanted to say, okay, we have these interviews. We said, okay, we have something here. People want a place where they can connect you know, more genuinely and, and build deeper relationships based on where they're going, not where they've been. But let's like actually put this in motion in the scrappiest way. Welcome to Exploring Product, where we go behind the scenes on what it really takes to bring new products to market. Too often, people focus just on the success stories. Our aim is to flip the script. We try to unpack what product teams actually go through when trying to bring new products to market. I'm Ryan Hatch. And I'm Rob Kaminsky. Every day, we're trying to build products that our customers love. And we know just how messy and difficult product work can be. We don't have it all figured out, and we're okay with that. Join us on our journey as we explore the world of creating new products. We are stoked to have Chris Ewell with us from Kinetic, uh, founder and CEO, and we're going to talk through his journey of building out a new product and business, uh, everything from getting started all the way up to raising money. Uh, so it should be a great conversation. Chris, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys both for having me. This is great. I'm super excited. You're back. Of course. Yeah. So for those who maybe don't know Kinetic uh, or you, maybe talk a little bit about what is Kinetic, like your intro story, and we'll kick off from there and just kind of unpack as we go along. Yeah, you bet. So uh, a little background on Kinetic, you know, what it is and the website, you can check it out, joinkinetic.com. Uh, we have a, a, you know, fully functional product up where people can sign up today. Um what it is and what we're doing in the grand vision is we want to make the who you know equitable in, in professional careers. So we really want to work towards eliminating that barrier of not knowing someone to prevent someone in their professional journeys and their, their, their growth. Um, and so a little bit of background on, on how we got here is 10 years ago, uh, I had the, the opportunity to work with um, some some. Uh, you know, professional sports teams and, and large CPG brands uh, in, in building and deploying social tools. Um, and actually, too, in, in full transparency, you know, I got to do that with the, the, a couple of the partners at Headway, both Eric and Andrew. And so, you know, fresh out of college, uh, you know, in our early 20s, we're, we're partnering with these sports teams and these brands, and, and they're leaning on the three of us to, uh, and somehow we got to convince them to trust us to build these tools and, and deploy to, mil, you know, the millions of followers. And what we found really early on was that we could gamify the system because of the way that social media is structured. So because of the vanity metrics or the micro actions that's, that social media is built upon, um, the, the likes, the follower counts, uh, the notifications, the scrolling in the feeds, you know, we, we learned really early on that if that's what you know, the clients wanted and ultimately the brands wanted, and that's how they measured engagement, we can make that happen all day long. And... Um, actually, one of the, the the tools that we deployed for a team worked so well that within a couple of hours of deploying it, and they're hosting it on their web their website, their Pro Shop website, we actually crashed their their site within a couple of hours wow. uh, because it was just you know it's just this influx of traffic uh, from you know from yeah. millions of followers from 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 both teams. Um, so you know after realizing that it, it you know we, we kind of had this epiphany of like. You know, we're, we're all connected, but we're not really connecting. 
you know, uh, a like or a share or, um, you know, a, a notification that someone's viewed your profile, like that doesn't really help me build relationship. That doesn't really help me connect in a, in a deeper manner. Um, yeah. And so, you know, after doing that for a few years, we kind of walked away from social media and said, hey, like, you know, this, we don't feel like we're really moving the needle. We don't feel like we're actually contributing to something better because we're just, again, kind of gamifying the system. And I think that was also validated, um, you know, uh, about a year ago, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, uh, was on a podcast, um, the, the times, the daily podcast. And he actually mentioned in that episode, he's like, you know, if I were to go back, one of the first hires I would ever bring on to the team would have been a game theorist because mm. I would have wanted to know, how we how highlighting those metrics as, as far as followers and, and counts of retweets and counts of likes would have impacted the behavior of, of the members and the users. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I could go back, that would be that would be one of the first hires I would ever make and bring onto the team. And I, I think that's totally completely fascinating and, and on point as far as how it's gamified in getting you to do actions versus having the having the conversation. So along the way, you know, uh, you see the world's largest professional network, um, not to name names here, but you see the world's largest professional (laughs) network online at 770 million members. And the irony behind it is that it's the largest world's largest professional network, but it isn't actually built to help professionals network with one another, right? It's, it's built on those same social media principles that gets, get in the way of the actual connecting and the conversation and, and the relationship building. So, yeah. you know, after, um, you know, after uh, building social tools for a few years, uh, the next, uh, the next gig I did was, you know, I crossed, I crossed the, the enemy lines. I went from Wisconsin into, into Minnesota here where, where I now reside, <laughs> had never been to Minnesota. Of course, you know, uh, meet the girl who's now my wife and, and mother, mother of our children. And, and, uh, she gets me to cross enemy lines and, uh, you know, I, I end up come, uh, first, you know, looking for a job. I meet a, a gentleman by the name of Chris Smith, who was, you know, starting up a, a company called Kipsu. Um, he needed a, a, his first sales hire, you know, had never been a quota carrying salesperson before. So I said, Hey, let's, let's give it a try. If you're willing to give me an opportunity, I'll figure it out. And, uh, Came on as employee number five, you know, over the last five and a half years, um, we built the company from the five of us to just over 70 full-time employees. Um, you know, we went from like 30 partners to 2,700 in 40 different countries. And we, I really got to experience going through like that full cycle of, you know, um, you know, being one of the early, early hires to, um, you know, having, you know, HR, you know, having committees within, uh, you know, committees in different organizations, you know, subcommittees within, within the organization and, you know, having to think about paid time off and, 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 you know, 401ks and all this other stuff. And I was like, gosh, I never, you know, I thought it was going to be success if we hired anyone after me, let alone, you know, 60 some other people. So, yeah. uh, was, was really, really exciting to, to, to be able to see that and to be part of that and to, um, you know, again, think about uh, now that we're, we're building Kinetic, what goes into building that early foundation, how critical and vital it is uh, as, as we look to, um, you know, prepare ourselves for the, for the years, of ha- years ahead. So, you know, April of, or, you know, March of last year, right, pandemic, a lot of, lot of transition. You see record unemployment. Uh, you see a lot of people moving either unemployment or underemployment. 
Um, and there still was this need to connect and, and to have dialogue and to have really thoughtful dialogue with one another uh, for, for professionals in particular. And the options just weren't cutting it. And so, you know, what, what Andrew and I did was we, we sat back and we said, Hey, maybe this is the time, you know, we were literally sheltering in place. We can't go anywhere, but we still need to talk to other people. We still need to be able to network and communicate and do it really effectively versus this kind of hodgepodge of, okay, let's scroll LinkedIn. Let's email a bunch of people. Let's check, you know, let's send out a bunch of uh, blind Slack messages. Hopefully someone responds. Let's take the guesswork out of building the network and do it really thoughtfully with the uh, members' best interests at the forefront. So we put up a basic landing page. Um, and so wait, hang is, on before you jump yeah, in. Yeah, this so so this is great. No, this is so yeah. good because yeah. well, the question I have is: Are are you still at Kipsu, right? Like you're, or are you like, are you on this hiatus of? Well, we're all yeah. locked down. I have nothing going on. Or is this a side project at this time when you're like, maybe it's now the time? What was what well, was happening then? So you know, uh, full start. I was so I was furloughed, right? So the okay. the. Um, uh, it, it gives who serves the hospitality industry. And it, I, you know, I knew it was coming, right? Like when the industry that you sure you serve, they're not only cl- closing their doors, but they're like selling assets at the time. Like you're going to yeah. be one of the line items to go. Right. And so it, it was nothing that, you know, that we could avoid it. Obviously the pandemic created something that was unforeseeable, you know, uh, yeah. Chris, I am, I'm, I'm still 100%, you know, he's a, a mentor to me. He's actually an advisor to the company. Like I think the world of him, he's, he's, you know, um, He's trained me and grown me to, you know, levels beyond my, my wildest dream. So, um, we still are very, very close and, and he is a, a trusted advisor to us as well. But, um, so blessing yeah, in disguise, was, right? You got to almost focus on, on this. Absolutely. So, you know, this was, if, if it was ever going to happen, now is the time, right? Because yeah. uh, again, you know, uh, Andrew and I have, have talked about this over the years of like, gosh, like how, you know, not to to calling one out or, or bang on it, but like, how garbage is this? Like, how like ridiculous yeah. is the fact that it's still so difficult to find help from people that I can also mm-hmm. help? Like we right. like, and it, that's, that's the kicker. It's like, I'm not only asking for help, but I also have experiences and insights that can help you too. Like, why is that so difficult right now? Um, and, and we just, you know, so start, stop right there. That's great. Page. Yeah. So before, before the, so just sort of the, the audience knows what kinetic is, just give the quick overview of like, what kinetic is, that's the problem you saw. And then, yeah. and then, we, and then let's peel back and we'd love to talk about how you really got started with it. Yeah. So yeah. Kinetic, so yeah. you got it. So what kinetic does is, is we, uh, you know, are the place for, uh, where professionals build meaningful relationships. So through goal-based introductions, office hours, and monthly coffee clubs, uh, we help members within our community accelerate their progress. So you're creating those like friction moments where people can actually connect in a non-superficial way. It's kind of how I- 100%. Yeah. You know, we we have a lot of factors that go into um, the the process of, of how we connect people really thoughtfully. When folks sign up and they create their profile, and and, and Ryan, I apologize if I'm jumping the gun here, but when they create their profile, Great. you know, two things that we really highlight and focus on uh, are what are you looking to learn and what are you looking to share, right? That alone, okay. we want to focus on what you're doing and where you're going versus where you've been. I think the biggest, you know, the, one of the biggest challenges that we continue to hear during our our uh, our customer interviews was that all of the suggestions on these other channels are all based on things I've done in the past, 
but that's not where I'm going. I'm starting something con- uh, completely different, or I'm looking to do a side project in a different industry that I've been a part of, and I don't know anybody. So help me get that insight. Help me find yeah. you know, relevant people that I can talk to and I can engage with that I can also help so I can build relationships uh, you know, better than just sending out blind and cold emails. You're, you're connected with so many people, connections, but they're all artificial connections. And they're not actually, you know, who's actually um, aligning with you on, you know, the people that are actually trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And this is right. goal-based, right? Future-based. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to go yeah. back. You said landing page. You said, all right, we got to do something. Yeah. So you reach for a landing page. Like, yeah. Have you done that before? Did you hire someone? Like, what did you, no. How much effort did you put into that first landing page? I put no effort into it, and I I assigned that to Andrew. So that nice. was great. <laughs> I said, Andrew, you've got time, man. You've got all the time in the world. Yep. Uh, no. So for for context, I'm talking about you know Headway partner and CEO Andrew Fermancore. Um, but you know, Andrew and I have been, have been childhood, you know, buddies for, you know, 20, you know, we know each other for 20 years. We stood, we stood up in each other's weddings. Like our families are close. So like, you know, this is one of those things that has always been in the back of our minds. Like, why isn't this happening? Why is this happening? So before we went to the landing page though, we wanted to make sure that this was, this was a thing, you know? So we, um, I guess that's fair. We, we put up the landing page It actually full transparency, right? We're talking about exploring product. We were called clink. We okay. were called Clank. What does that even mean? What is that? Are know. you in jail? Are you in the yeah, Clank? Exactly. So that's actually the Australian term for jail cell. Like, and it's like, <laughs> what, what were we doing? But, you know, we were thinking of like, oh, clinking of the glasses, people meeting, yeah. like it's like okay. a happy hour type thing. Um, and it was, the website was clink.chat. And the only thing that um, we, we put on the landing page was like network anytime. And a like one line, like first name, last name, email, like hopefully people show up and sign up and they're, they're interested in, the, in whatever this is. Yeah. So that, that was our landing page. Super simple. Like there was no product. We weren't making, we weren't doing anything. We just wanted to, to get feedback. Um, so we so put that in front of? Like, yeah. Where, where put it? Yeah. So we, we emailed, you know, we emailed the link to a couple of, of, you know, threads that we're a part of, um, and, and just hoping that people would sign up. Right. You know, so, you know, one of the, one of our unfair advantages, I think is because we, uh, we've been in the startup space now for like the better part of a decade, we have groups and pockets of people that we could send this out to that were, you know, our early adopters in general of, of new sites and technologies. And, and so we sent it out to them and we had about a hundred people sign up and we're like, okay, that, that seems, that seems sufficient. And we started having user interviews and, you know, it wasn't until like, you know, a couple months ago that Ryan, Ryan was actually a host on another, uh, another show that we did at ask the experts. And he's like, yeah, you need about 30 user interviews. Well, we did 110. We just like really wanted to make sure this was really a problem that we were solving. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, after 110 (laughs) interviews, you know, we, we realized that every single person that signed up on our landing page had an account. And it's like, game on, like we, we got it. Like we can do something here now. Whether this was actually going to work and would people pay for it, that was a whole different story. But like that was enough, like enough validation for us to say, okay, well, let's figure this out and let's put something, let's put something out there and let's see if like we can start matching people. And so that's when we started introductions. Okay, no, no, hold on a second. You got this landing page out, send it to all your all your network. Now these are 
these aren't all people you know. These are like communities you're in, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people you know as well. But you said you get 100 interviews. How, yeah. how did you get 100 people to talk to you? Like that, that's super hard even, even there. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, a lot of the, the communities that we send this out to were part of like startup or entrepreneurship groups. And so it was like, you know, Hey, like, Hey, we're new. We're trying to figure ourselves out. Like, is there anything I could do for you? Like, is there any way, can I have five minutes? Can I have 10 minutes? Uh, I mean, you're just, you're just hustling. Like, you're just like, you just hit on something that we talk about quite a bit. There's like, even like people want to sell their product. You're not selling clink at the time you're selling no. hey i'm chris please help almost like yeah i, I call yeah. it the pity strategy right like <laughs> yeah spend, spend it time is. with it me is. yeah like, so i could learn and in the community i think you probably resonated where people have been in that spot and you know these people and they come in i think that's awesome yeah and, and i had some really great conversations it was just, and i found it almost like therapeutic while we're sheltering in place to like be talking to new people, right. And just to like have conversation and have dialogue. And, and, uh, it was just so fun to hear about what people were doing and what they're up to. And, you know, it was really interesting too. It's like, it wasn't only just like, you know, these founders and these entrepreneurs that had, that were, that were starting a new venture or part of new ventures or, or anything like that. But it, it were, it was a lot of, um, you know, like, corporate, like, uh, you know, those in, 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 in corporations and in larger firms that are like, you know, like I, I just want to get plugged in the startup scene. Like I don't have a good way. Like I'm in supply chain or logistics or branding and I love my nine to five and I want to keep paying the bills, which from, you know, my nine to five provides and I've loved my W2, but you know what I really like to do is something fun in my spare time and support these startups, in my community, like, how can you connect that? And I was like, absolutely. Like, there's another job to be done, which I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on too. But we love talking about jobs. And it's like, bam, like, there's one we haven't thought of. Yeah. No, I love the hustler's mindset. I think it's overlooked in early stage. It's like, you're selling something and people confuse what you're selling. Uh, but well, you have to just be super scrappy, which I know you were yep. through that. And, and it's, it's, it's so interesting. And, and we almost validate, you know, in a way we validated why kinetic just through those interviews, because when you can have a conversation, there's, there's an idea or there's a concept known as media richness theory or MRT. And it describes the the channels of which to have certain conversations and the more complex uh, or complicated the topic is, the more important it is, is to have those, uh, that, that verbal dialogue and whether it's in person or over video. And because we couldn't be in person, our next best option was video, which Clink at the time focused on. We could actually have that conversation and be like, oh, what do you mean by that? Or yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And guess what else we can do? Or guess how we're thinking about. And so it's yeah. not only just like, hey, like let me sell you on getting on Clink, but it's like, hey, like tell me about what you're struggling with and and how can not only Clink help, but how can I help? And how mm. can I help you get to that point? Uh, or just like be a resource to you along the way. And that's where we started building early credibility and, and validation of like, wow, this, like somebody cares to help me. Like everyone else is just like, you know, scrambling and, and, you know, ha- has their hair on fire because like we're losing jobs and we're, we're, you know, we're record unemployment and, and everything else, you know, is going around. We have a pandemic going on, but like, I still need to like get work done and someone's willing to take the time to help me. Like that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. I think, 
one of the most amazing things that we'll talk about uh, about your story, Chris, is what you just started to, to, to hit on, which is, hey, not, not only how can Clink help, but how can I help? And you became this, this concierge. You became this, you know, this human side of the business where they're not just on a landing page. It's just this, this other thing. Like you, you started servicing it. Can you unpack a little bit? Like you got the landing page. How'd you guys get your first, what was the first product? How'd you service them? Just kind of talk about that. Like you got these interviews going, but what are you going to pull them into? So, oh my gosh. I just, I, I can't, Wait, were, you, were you doing it? Were you doing it by hand or what? what, what, what? <laughs> Yes, I was the wizard behind the curtain. You got it. And there was no MVP. I mean, before we, you know, even even thought about building a product, we wanted wanted to say, okay, we have these interviews, you know, we, we knocked out these interviews, we said, okay, we have something here, people want a place where they can connect, uh, you know, more genuinely and, and build deeper relationships based on where they're going not where they've been. Uh, but let's like, actually put this in motion in the scrappiest way right and and there i just like saw the title pop yeah. up being scrappy that was like, we didn't even plan that but like kudos to however that happened uh it's jacob the but, mc thanks jacob yeah exactly <laughs> but um how can we like do this you know we had no money right like my wife sure wasn't gonna be like oh yeah like go invest some money in this see what happens like no there's no way um yep. so we did it we, we took all the emails we put it in an excel spreadsheet we, we asked, you know, like the same five or six questions in the interviews. We put those, you know, we put those in the spreadsheets, spreadsheets as well. And we started and it's like, you know, a year, just over a year to the date. It was like May 6th or something. We started with like five email introductions and it was just, you know, hey, and I, I wow, th- you know, it wasn't like the interests were like that aligns by any measure because you have a hundred people all with different, you know, backgrounds and interests and goals. And it's like, the sample size is like not sufficient at all. Yeah. And you also have to think about availability, right? So it's not only that I have, you know, or that we had these hundred people that signed up, but are you available this week to have an introduction that you can later schedule between yourselves to have a conversation? So, you know, I think, again, that first week we had like 10 people, right? But hey, our, our first five introductions. And, and so you literally went from landing page, list of people, did a hundred interviews with that list of a hundred and then there's no product you're you're hopping onto your email account and saying this email plus this email yeah hello to you like yep Yep. okay total wizard of Oz. like yeah totally yeah totally you know it's like okay this person's looking to learn this and this person's looking to learn this and it's like because you don't have a product everything's free form so you're like trying to decipher like what they're actually saying yeah um wow you know i i uh some of those, you know, first few introductions, the first few weeks were like, just like, you know, again, it was like a, a healthy mixture of, of, um, you know, people that I knew and, and people that I didn't, I didn't know. And so it was, it was really interesting about that. It's like, you know, I'm texting, I'm calling people. It's like, Hey, like I made that introduction three days ago. It's like, you need to follow up with them, man. Like oh, wow. I'm like doubling down in this thing. So I'm like calling <laughs> and texting, like, you need to help me out. You signed up. You need to figure yeah. this. You're like, you better show up, dude. Like, my name's yeah. on this. You better call yeah, them exactly. back. Exactly. Like, I'm like, like, I just quit my so job. Wait, I got like, a plug there. That's brilliant. You're, you're mimicking like the customer value. Like you're, you're pretending that there's a network when there's not you, what you really got was like, the first 10% of attention and you're pretending the other 90% is there from the people who interacted with you. Yes. That's like, 
that's brilliant. You're almost creating the supply of what you're selling, even though you didn't have the supply for it. Oh, we that's had no supply. Yeah, we, we had, no, that's we had very cool. minimal supply. So yeah, so it was a lot of, of texting, you know, my personal <laughs> contacts. And, and I actually made sure that like when we were doing those introductions, it was always between someone like I didn't know and I did know so that I could make sure to follow up with the person I did know in case they didn't sign up and follow Got through. It. So um, I think that's one of the important lessons too that I, I learned early on was that like the products or, you know, whatever you're building, it's even if your friends don't use it and they have all the best intentions of the world, doesn't mean it's not validated and doesn't mean it's not a good product, right? Because it, we're serving a specific job and, and you know, we were um, realizing we had specific personas that were signing up early on. And if you're like, you know, your base of friends or family or whatever, they have all the best intentions of the world. And for whatever reason, if they drop off early, it does not mean that your product sucks. It just means that it's not for them and that's okay. Yeah. Or so. at that time, it's the wrong timing, right? They don't have a need right now. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So how did yeah, you start was... to, so you're initiating this learning love the interviews early. You haven't built anything. You let someone else, they let Andrew build the landing page. Great. Yeah. And then you're, you're the product. You're the guy behind the scenes. Yep. Is that like, where was your mind on? I, w I don't want to say scale, but like, oh, what, as you were working toward it, like, when did you know to do something else? Like, when did you know to maybe invite the next 10 people or a batch of a hundred? Yeah. Um, and I, and I know it's abstract, but like, what was your thinking process? And like, all right, I'm serving hundred people. Maybe it's really like 10 or 20, the first interactions that you talked about, like, yeah. Then what? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So as far as growth, I think what's really interesting is, and this is even true to date is that we don't know our CAC, right? We have, we have spent this much on marketing, uh, as far as, as, you know, uh, finding, finding new people to sign up. It's been all organic. Um, word of mouth, you know, um, we, when you sign up, you just within the last couple of months, we gen, you know, when you sign up, you're put on a wait list that generates a referral code that if you're for someone, you're, you know, you bump the waiting list and you both, you know, you get access to it. But at the time it was just like you, the idea that we had was just, just keep launching, right. Just keep launching and go to different platforms and telling people about it and telling different communities about it and just keep launching and tapping into those communities. And that's what we, that's what we did. I mean, we got a, we got a, you know, a healthy lift from somehow the star tribune ran an article on us, uh, this, you know, this past winter, um, which is a, you know, the, the largest, uh, newspaper here in, in, in the state of Minnesota, but like, it was just that repetition of, of, um, just how does that happen? What was that? Was that luck or was it, were you? Luck. Calling up newspapers, like luck. I wasn't even calling. It was funny as yeah. I wasn't even calling newspapers. I was just like, "Hey, you know." I think this goes back to um, just ex experience and uh, having a little bit of experience and having a foundation and 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 um, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, product founder fit. I, I think that we were our, our our initial beachhead was startups and and um, founders and the startup ecosystem, and so. The guy that the, the person that, that wrote the article is Lee Schaefer. He wrote a couple articles on Kipsu over the years. And I, I like came across his name. And I was like, oh, yeah, he wrote an article on Kipsu. Like, I wonder if he would, would be interested in this. And so I just emailed him and said, hey, here's who I am. Like, I'm building this thing. Like, we're about to launch. And like, we actually like 
you know, we, I had a couple conversations with him. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I usually don't, don't write about early stage startups like this. Like this doesn't, there's not a lot here. Um, but you know, he, he had a personal connection to some of the perils of, you know, social media and the largest social network out there that resonated with him that said, yeah, like there's something here and I'm, I'm happy to like share the story of it. And so that was like a huge, you know, blessing that, that was just helped get it out there. And, and, but yeah, we just, again, we just went through this process of finding new communities and ways to, to launch ourselves and get out, get out there. Right. And my guess is, I haven't read the article. My guess is, I think you hit on it. He talked about more your story and like, what problem are you chasing? Not that, Hey, there's this amazing thing. That's the next greatest thing. It's like this, hear this truly aligned story of experience to problem to approach that's new. It was probably that is my guess, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was that. And I think too, like the, 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 the personal, the, you know, the, the personal, uh, um, experience too, that he had with, with, you know, that particular network where, you know, if, if, I go in, you know, if I'm ever presenting or, or, you know, in a, with, with, whenever I get back in a room full of people, right. One of the first things I ask, well, will ask or have asked is like, how many times, like, have you felt like there are platforms out there that help you connect with other professionals in a really thoughtful manner? You won't see a single hand raised. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's like one of those things are like, how many times have, have you been spammed? by someone you don't know asking you to, to buy something that you don't need. Right. Like it's just like, <laughs> we, we all, we all have these yeah. like personal like yep. stories and experiences of just like when it goes to expanding our network, our existing networks, it's really difficult and it's really challenging. And, and that there's this, their irony with like the more connected we are, the more distant we actually become. And like that, that, in itself, that in itself is something that we need to solve. It's like it's, it's more intimate you know, when you're, you're having a real conversation in a one-on-one, then you are in a room full of hundred people, you know, you think more people, yeah. more connections, but it's actually not, it's just the inverse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what signals did you get, you know, when you're, when you're on the scrappy topic yet, yeah, what signals did you get early on to know, you know, do I keep on this or is there nothing here? Right. You had to have kept asking yourself that question. You yeah. said, don't, don't give up. Don't give up even if blank, but what signals kind of fed your motivation to say, Hey, there's still something. This is, this is, this, this could be something. Yeah. I, I think at any stage, what, um, of your organization, your venture, whether you're, you know, you have an MVP or, or you don't even have a product or, you know, 10 employees, hundred employees. Like I, I think something we really doubled down on early on was to be metric driven and let the, let, let the data help make the decisions. And so we would keep track of signups and we'd keep track of, uh, you know, folks that would, um, mark themselves as available you know, introductions, uh, and use those were like our first metrics. Like, are those growing? Are people signing up? Are people opting in? So it's a double, you know, again, not to like get off, but it's a double yep. opt-in where like one person isn't at the mercy of another person for asking for mm. help. Right. Like they're both saying like, yeah, sign me up, connect me with somebody. But it was those, those early metrics. And those are very, you know, top of funnel tofu, if you will, right. Uh, uh, indicators. But then we started, um, after a while, we're like, so, so what are the, what's the outcome? So people are doing this, but now what's the outcome? What are they getting from it? And so we incorporated a, a, um, a post meeting survey, simple five questions. Mm. You know, it's like, um, how is the conversation, the overall experience, you know, what, you know, 
what it, what was your favorite part of the conversation? What are ways that we can improve? Like, would you want to meet with this person again? Five questions. And that just like took it to another level, uh, you know, to ha- actually have an outcome based outcome based metrics versus, you know, um, those top of funnel metrics, I, I think is just yeah. so much more valuable. So we could see that, you know, even the, the thing that really surprised us even early on, well, even with those, the very first introduction we made, we made terrible introductions the first few that we made, right? But people, the question would be like, would, would you want another introduction? And it was yes, every time. Yes, wow. every single time. I want another introduction. Help connect me. Like, mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, let's give it another try. I believe in what you're doing. Like, keep going. It was like, for whatever reason, people said yes. And to this day, you know, we have a sample size of over 400 completed surveys, 99.7% of people want more conversations within our community. That like, right there is unbelievable. 92% taking that step further, just north of 92% want a follow up conversation with the person they just met. Wow. Wow. So like, you, you talk about like, being data driven talk about are we actually providing value? Like, I don't know, how else we could decipher that. And then you get some of the, some of the raw feedback as far as like, you know, super interesting person ask the, you know, we have ever changing needs and, 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 you know, we have these broader goals, but within those goals, there are these step functions that we have to get to along the way. And those from getting from A to B and B to C and so forth, like there are different needs and, and, and asks along the way. And because we can change with them and we can, we can be agile enough to connect them with the people. Like it just kept getting better and better and better. And our overall conversation quality, you know, started at like, even during those terrible conversations, our conversation (laughs) quality was at, it started off at a 4.4, which like that alone was like, wow, I was like expecting low threes, maybe, maybe two. Today it's it's north of 4.8, right? And we just, we just ended our our month ending of April was a 4.81 out of five. And it's just like, it just keeps getting better as the community grows. Tell me about, I'm curious now, as you're making progress, it sounds like you almost opened up, not this can of worms, but like clarity on the value, the outcomes you're talking about, which probably creates a lot of opportunities of, well, how do we serve all these? Um, And so there's probably like, how'd you wrestle with that? But how did you start to move from, okay, I'm, the wizard behind the curtain, like to even start moving into, can we automate some of this? Like when did that trigger? And like, what were your first steps? When you did that? Yeah, I think where, you know, it's, um, I, I think after a few weeks, uh, um, of, of making those introductions, we realized, okay, like we have something here. We started seeing the feed, you know, we started seeing the feedback and, and, and that feedback before we had that survey and had the product, I was, you know, a lot of times calling or, texting my, you know, my, my, my buddies or my acquaintances or colleagues of like, Hey, how did that go? Like, was it good? Was it bad? And like, a lot of times it's like, what was that? <laughs> you know, like what just happened there? But like, sure. Sign yeah. me up for next week. Um, whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think it got to the point where, where Andrew and I took us back and we're like, well, we need, like, there's a better way. Like if we're going to do this, like there, we need to have a better way of actually understanding their their, their real, their, you know, their real needs between what they're looking to learn and what they're looking to share and being able to, um, put that in in a, in a, um, some type of like systemic process. And so that's where we created our MVP where people could actually create a profile, 
um like that was like whoa people have profiles now this is great <laughs> um and, and like you know you could we actually too um you know one of the tough learnings though is that when we uh, had our initial MVP, like, and you put in what you're looking to learn and what you're looking to share. It was still free form. So, you know, a lot of times I was still like trying to like decipher, like, did that mean that? Or like, if, if they said no cool, no code, like, you know, would bubble, like this, this person wants to learn bubble. Like, yeah. does this just connect? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, on Tuesdays when I'd make introductions and still to this day, we make our, our peer to peer introductions along the way. We also realized that, um, my time to make those introductions kept increasing. And I was like doubling like week after yeah. week, you know, it was like, it went from like 30 minutes to an hour to gosh, like there was one day I sat there for like four and a half hours making introductions of like point, click, point, wow. click, point, click. And I was like, look, this is, this is not efficient. We got to figure this out, yeah. but it was a good, it was a good pain point to have. And then when we also figured, yeah. and when we also started seeing that people wanted to have those continued conversations like they wanted to have follow-on conversations. We're like, wait, this is just, this is more than just introductions. Introductions are a means to an end. You know, they're a, they're part of the process or they're, they're part of the offering, but people want more. So that's when we came up with the idea of office hours and, and the idea of coffee clubs as a way to keep that conversation going and to be able to connect people, uh, you know, on, um, you know, to give them more autonomy and who they wanted, who they wanted to connect with based on those aligned interests and those goals and, and, and connect with more members in the community. That's great. What was for you, were you doing any of the, I know you guys used the no code tool for this, right? When you first started. Yeah. Did, did Andrew do all of that? Were you guys collabing on that? What was, what's your experience been with, uh, with no code? You know, so Andrew, again, in all of his free time that he doesn't have, he, taught himself and launched our MVP like in a five week, four week process. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah. you know, it was a lot of like sleepless nights and, and, and I remember, you know, I still remember like we were up to one, two in the morning. He's like, dude, I was like, I'm all hands at in the morning. Like I have, I need like at least three or four hours. Of sleep. Like, I, I have to, like, I have to function as a human too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, wait, and, it's, and on the personal side, like we, you know, we both have two small children, you know, you know, um, that are like three and younger. And so we've got as, as, you know, um, Scott Sambucci, uh, who I, I think is actually one of the, um, you know, uh, business development coaches that, that Headway uses, he talks about the four forces and, you know, you have your co-founding team and you have your fam, you know, the family and the, 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 the personal responsibilities that you have and you have, uh, you know, and, and potential investors and you have your customers and you're, you're getting pulled in these four different angles at all times. And it was just one of those where like, Hey, if we're going to do this, like we just got to double down and do it. And so, um, you know, I made a lot of future promises, you know, to Andrew to get this thing up and running, but, uh, you know, with, with this, with, with this, it was just like, we just got to figure it out. We just got to do it. And, and actually too, the no code tool was the best way because it was, it would have been, it was the fastest, it was the cheapest. It, uh, it was the most agile for what we needed and, and, and to iterate on our key learning. So it was like, everything kept pointing to, to no code tools of being like, Hey, if we're going to, we're going to test this and try to bring it to market and we want to ship as quickly as possible. This is our answer. And let's just go. Yeah. What's the lens on that now? Like, and I don't know, maybe if you can give us a, a glimpse of the product uh, on the inside and how yeah. long, what, what does your mind go in terms of, will no code stand this up for, and to what degree going forward? Um, yeah. So I, a lot I of think, our folks have. you know, and, and to be honest, you, um, 
what's what's really interesting i know we'll talk about fundraising later on but like yeah. the number of times a, a, a potential investor has asked me about our tech stack is zero right so if like anyone oh, thinks that like well nice. it's no code you know it's like oh it's no code that's not i mean i can give you case after case after case of like no code tools that have gone to, to like raise series a's you know for multi-million dollars each like you know it's do i think that it, it, it can it can um be like you know the uh, the the long-term tool no, I mean, I think there will get a point where we're going to have to cross over into something a little bit more sustainable and, 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 um, you know, more of a traditional language. You can tell my, my technical expertise in this, in this realm as I talk about it. But, um, you know, I think for, if you, if, if, if your goal is to validate and to ship and to get feedback and to, to just have something in market after you've done your research, like, I am the biggest proponent of, of no code because it's, it's saved us time and saved us money. And I think a lot of headache, I mean, you know, I will also, um, you know, as an, as an asterisk here, I will also say that like, it does require someone to understand like basic design development because it is, it's essentially visual programming, you know, like I can like, you know, drop a, a button into the web page and I can get all the fonts and the colors, right. But on the back and when you're creating the workflows, like, you know, I, I, um, it's, it's essentially like a, you know, an Excel spreadsheet and, and, and writing out in a, a formula in Excel, right. For the, for the cells to interact with each other. It's, 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 you know, you're basically writing a, a, a string of commands to have the, the buttons, you know, and the data yeah. go where it's supposed to. So there was a time where, where Andrew's like, Hey, just give yourself a week and just study this study, no code and just like take all the boot camp. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. And like, <laughs> dude, I, I went through the boot camp, I did it. And I was like, wait, how do you get the sign up form to work? Like, I can't, yeah, like, you know, and yeah, it was like, yeah. it was one of those things where like, it is easier, it is faster, but there is, you know, I think there, I just, you know, also want to like preface that there like is some basic knowledge going into product into yep. design development that like that is required so you can like really run on it um Absolutely. so sorry i think i went off a tangent no no, it's but perfect. Like, no this is great <laughs> it really is yeah uh i know i want to do keep some time here as, as we get close to the end like so we're going to fast forward a little bit you all the way from early validation to starting to automate this with the no code tool yeah uh, which sounded like you had some success there yep um tell us about the the shift of there might be something real here and how you even begin thinking of like, how do I keep doing this? You mentioned you had no money when this started. Like yeah. how were you thinking about runway? And then like, what was your approach to like, keep this, keep the yeah. train moving, so to speak. So, um, so, you know, during this time we, we, we started uh, building up a little bit of traction. We had, I think like, you know, a couple hundred folks and, 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 you know, Star Tribune runs that article and, and really helps like get us some notoriety, at least here, here in the area, here in the state uh, and in Minnesota. Along the way, I'm also um, emailing um, and, and, and introduce myself to, um, you know, Neela Molgard, who is the executive director of, of Launch Minnesota. And that's the state funded program to support early stage ventures. And in my, in my introductory email, I essentially, you know, uh, say that like, Hey, like I've been building this while on furlough, you know, getting paid by the state. I only feel like the state should be able to use it. Right. So like, 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 you know, like my pitch was like, Hey, like you, you basically helped fund me build like my, my dream platform, like, and to be able to like live my dream, like, do you, like, would you be interested in using this? Like, could this help with 
economic development and, and everything. And so we had ongoing conversation uh, and like fast forward to today, like, you know, they're one of our first, first partners, you know, like, and um, cool, we are, are now in the process of launching a statewide initiative and, and connecting the, the Minnesota startup ecosystem that's, that's launching next month. And it's just like, you know, like that, that humble scrappiness, I think is just like one of those things where like, man, like it, it's okay to be transparent and like, you're not always crushing it as a founder, right? Like, I think we need to like, in general, it's okay to like be sucking wind. And I think you have to suck wind and go through it in order to like get to those points of, 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 um, you know, being able to like form some of these partnerships because you're showing progress along the way. You're showing that you're committed. You're showing that like, you know, through these updates and, and, and through the, um, the enhancements that like, like, wow, like this is, you know, you need to, you know, you need to, to, to turn those people into believers of like, Hey, this is, this person's going to follow through and they're going to do it. And like, they're, they're the ones to do this. Um, so yeah, I, 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 because you know, couldn't be a better partner, right? Um, and only they were able to do it. So, yeah, it's it's great. I, I wonder if it'd be helpful for other founders maybe to talk a little bit about, you know, how far you were able to bring this on your own, and when you knew when you knew, like, this is as far as I can bring it. Now I need to go raise money. Like, what was the appropriate? timing for that kind of talk about financially how do you how do you make this work how do you stitch this together and yeah. and then talk about your a little bit about your your raising your financial you know venture uh yeah you know venture capital stuff well i think every you know i, I think one of the things that i um i uh, would stress to founders you know and, and those that are looking to to you know launch something new is like you know, you also have personal responsibilities. Um, and that's very real. And like, those don't, those don't go away, you know? So I, I think everyone's situation is different. I think for, for us, you know, um, my wife and I can laugh about it now, but like, there wasn't like this, like sit down moment of like, Hey, like, can I do this? It was just like, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to just, we're just going to start figuring out and seeing what happens and seeing how it goes. And, um, you know, so I think as far as, as, you know, from the personal side of it, like, you know, you, you never like, don't, you know, don't sacrifice, uh, you know, the personal side for your professional side. Uh, I think one of the things that, that you, I'm very aligned with, with, you know, Andrew and I are aligned on is like, try as hard at home as you do at work and vice, you know, like make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, you're all areas and facets of, of your life because it, I'm more than just Chris from kinetic. Right. I'm, I'm, you know, Michelle's husband and, and Rosie and Hazel's dad. And, and, and got, you know, I have those commitments that I need to like, those are non-negotiable. So I think that's something I would preface of just like making sure you're in the right spot. But as far as like raising and traction, I think what happened was, okay, so <laughs> this is where we're going to talk a lot about, you know, this is important to note as, as, uh, as like, as you know, I've made every mistake in the book and I'm gonna be very transparent on that. You know, uh, Andrew can back me up on that. It, <laughs> I thought I could knock. I thought I could knock out a raise in like sixty days. Now here we are in, in month five, and what I've actually heard is like it can be anywhere from like six to nine months or even more, right? So like, give yourself that grace, especially for first time raisers. Of like, it's going to take twice as long for probably half as much, and 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 yeah. uh, hopefully some of the things I share will allow you to expedite that process. But you know, as a first time fund- fundraiser. Uh, there's absolutely 
um, you know, investor founder fit, right? Like you, like it's more than just money. It's more than, you know, whether you're raising uh, friends and family or, um, you know, going to institutional firm, like I want people part of this that believe in not only what we're doing today, but where we're going. And if you don't, or, you know, then like, I don't want it to be a potential, just like easy paycheck for you. I want to, I want you in this because you feel as strongly as I do that this is going to, is going to make a big impact in the direction that we're headed. I think the other thing too, is that when you're fundraising, right, there are little things that, that can help move it along, like having, having a close date, you know? So like the round ends on this date, get in or get out. Like (laughs) getting to a decision is the best possible, you know, the ultimate is, is a yes. Right. But the next best thing to happen is a yes or a no. And so the only way that investors will move is you have a close date on it. And it's, it's, you know, uh, it's closing on this date at this time. Let me know if you're in, you know, send, send updates, which is my, my third point. Yeah. I, I think one of the continued, um, and pieces of feedback that I hear from other founders and investors is like, start the relationship early, you know, back in May, we didn't have a product. And I started talking to investors. I started, it was just like the, like the, the most, like, you know, I just wanted to start building relationships. I knew no investors. What was your approach there? Was it, were you doing the, what you were trying to solve? Like the superficial, like LinkedIn. Hey, I'm Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was just like, you know, I, I, I um, you know, I, I talked with, I, I think one of the first, uh, the, the one and only person that I knew in the, the venture side of things who isn't even a VC, you know, was, was Dan over at best ventures, right. Or Michael Bass. And, and I'm like, tell yeah, him, great guy. but you know what? Fantastic guy. But you know what? He sat down, he took the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the key things is that like, when you ask for help, people, after you ask enough times, right. What the problem we're trying to solve people, yeah. people will typically help, right. You just gotta be humble. You gotta be transparent. You gotta, you gotta be straightforward. But he sat down and he just ripped my deck apart. And he's like, what is this, man? I had like one chart, you know, one slide had like six charts on it. He's like, where am I even looking? I don't know. And then I just kept reaching out to investors and, in, in, uh, you know, here in, in, um, throughout Minnesota and Wisconsin and, and just introduced myself said, Hey, I'm working on this. I also, you know, it's, I think, to- uh, again, um, founder product fit. I, in the area, what I did, especially here in the Twin Cities, as I was reaching out to investors, again, way too early, but as a way to build relationship early on, yeah. was I piggyback off of the success of, of Kipsu. I mean, it's like I helped build a company, right? Like it's, it's known in the area. Everyone knows, you know, Chris and the founding team. Like I've only, you know, worked with them the last six years. Like, Hey, we know each other. And like that, you know, yeah. that you have a little bit of credibility of like, yeah, I'll give this guy a 15, you know, 15 minutes. A lot of times those first calls were 15 minutes, but like they were first calls. And was there a point when you were going from these like help me calls where it sounds like maybe you had a chance to show the deck to actually pitching? Like, or yeah. was it oh, they just bleed together? So, like so here's another great point. When I started these 15 minute calls, I went right into the pitch. I was like, Hey, you're going to give me 15 minutes. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pitch you and see what, see what you say. So yeah. that's another okay. thing. Like, you know, on the first call, like feel it out, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's very much like dating, right? Like just kind of feel it out. Like, you know, like just like make sure like there's, you know, you have that, that vibe, like you, you, you have the same like belief system and values in line. 
um, and and um, you know talk talk about the idea and the concepts um, and and what you're thinking of doing. But you know, just like make sure that again that that uh, investor or that uh, institution like you know they they have the they they've backed other things in your space. You know, I think that was another hurdle mm. that we face and, and quite frankly, we're facing today is that we are building on the network effects, right? And, you know, the common thing that, that investors want, you know, again, in general, there are some really standout ones that say, no, LinkedIn cannot, you know, I didn't say that, but you know, that this platform can definitely not do that. And, and, you know, these other platforms can't do it. What you're doing is incredibly unique because of X, Y, Z, and I get you you know, you know, it's like, oh, you're, you're just like that. And, and that's already available. Or what they'll also say is you're just like this other person in town that's trying to do something not quite similar, but similar enough. And they're sucking wind and you probably will too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. no, like we're not, yeah. we are not one of the same. I'm not them. They are not, us. you know? So I think that was another thing too, is like, there is absolutely founder investor fit and, and based on the region of where you're, you know, where you're, uh, where you're raising. Now, when we started, we started, um, we, we, we turned on the revenue, uh, our revenue model, um, for subscriptions, you know, and we, we we're built on a, a freemium plan right now for, you know, for individual professionals that sign up. And we start, we started getting the first couple in the door and we're like, we made it. We, we might IPO in a couple of, couple of months. I don't know what's going on right now, but like, you know, it's like, we thought it's like revenue check, right? You know, and, 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 um, you know, what's, what's again, interesting and it's the different investing models and theories of you, do you have revenue check? Do you have enough revenue? What's enough? You know, it's very, yeah. So you have to discover those objections almost like of who you're going to talk to. Got it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, again, even today we have like, you know, we have less than a thousand members on the platform. And they're, you know, we have paying members, right? And we actually right now are at a five to one ratio of annual of annual to monthly subscribers. So wow. wow, people are telling us right now that I see enough value that I'm willing to pay the 125 up front, yeah. then go month to month at 14.99. And wow. for us, it's like okay, I feel like that's a great signal, you know? And so what's, what's really, what's, what's, what's really interesting. It's, it's, you talk to 10 investors, regardless of where they are, regardless of where they're located, they have their own process. They have their own theory. Uh, they have their own way of doing things. Right. And I think one of the biggest frustrations I used to go back and I, you know, still Andrew's, you know, Andrew plays a lot of roles in this. Right. And so I'll go to Andrew and I'll say, Andrew, what the heck is going on, man? We've got the product, we've got traction, we've got revenue. What am I missing? What, what am I missing right now? Like people, we, we should have our pick of the litter. And you know, it, it's, it's, it, there isn't like a universal way of going about getting funding. You'll ask any investor how they invest. You ask any um, previous fund, you know, um, founder that's raised money and that you'll get 10 different, 10 different responses from, you know, 10 different people. And so because there's no universal method, you have to find what works for you, but they're little, you know, some of those little like tips and tricks along the way of, of setting your terms and having an end date and, you know, making sure that you have this, this similar belief system and, and thought process mm-hmm. and what you're building and, and where you're going, 
you know, the, the market in the region that you're investing in, have they invested in other things like you and not like, you know, like actually have invested in other ventures built on those same concepts. So if you're AI or machine learning or, you know, network effects or, you know, medical devices, has this group actually invested in this space before? Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's, you, 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 uh, you realize that like, it's nothing personal. It's just that like, no one's going to invest in something they don't know. And if they try to categorize it, you know, if they can't categorize it, right. And if they do, yeah. and it's way off, like that should be a red flag for you as a founder that like, this yeah. isn't going to be a good long-term partnership. Yeah. It's almost like they have to put you in a bucket, right? They have to, they have, they're, they're, they're searching for the best way to predict the future is to look at the past. It's like, they're searching for the analogs. Yeah. And if they're, if they're not locked into the right, the right analogies, the right parallels, and then they don't know how to evaluate you. Right. Yeah, it's that's absolutely it. Yeah, and and again, it's it's it's, you know, not that they're they're a bad person or they like gypped you, right? It's just that like that's the thought process, and that is like they're trying to make the best decision because they're representing, you know, all these all the funds and the LPs, and like they need to be able to go back to their bosses and be you know and say like we made a good investment, and you know we yeah. we we can track it back to success. Chris, I, I love this story. I think, you know, my takeaway is hearing you like talk about how you got first customers isn't all that different to how you're actually approaching fundraising. Like have the conversations no. early, learn and discover and adapt what hustling. you're doing and figure it out and hustle. Like that's the theme that I really take away. Um, so I, I'm going to gracefully kick you off the show now with an invitation to come back. Uh, yeah, let's see what you're doing down the this line. and. Yeah. really appreciate this, this build in public and going through it with us. This was a lot of fun. This is a ton of fun guys. And I appreciate it. And I would love to come back uh, whenever you you'll let me. So let's do it again. Right on. Cool. Well, for those watching uh, or viewing on YouTube, check us out at headway and go check out joinkinetic.com uh, and start getting introductions until That's next right. time. We'll keep exploring. See you later. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this episode gave you some fresh perspectives and even some inspiration to help you on your product journey. You can access notes, links, and resources from this episode at exploringproduct.com. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with us on Twitter so that we can chat about it together. Until next time, keep exploring.